Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Bohemian Podcast, as well as the History of Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman, joined by... Travis Dow. Hi, Travis. Hi. <laughs> We're doing cross-continental uh, podcasting tonight. I'm actually pro- uh, podcasting from Prague in the Czech Republic, and Travis, you are in Santa Clara, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a special occasion. This is our five-year anniversary for both our shows, the Bohemian Podcast and the History of Alchemy. I feel like over the last five years, we've really drifted apart, Pete. I remember when we were sitting right next to each other. <laughs> this is this is sad. It's about 11 p.m. here, my time. And what, what time is it there for you? Uh, 2 p.m. on a okay. Saturday. <clears throat> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's some time differences that we have to, to, to deal with these days. But uh, the show does go on. And I should actually say that more of a plural aspect because the shows do go on. Uh, we have actually expanded our... Uh, our network, our empire, as you like to call it, the podcastnik empire, uh, with a, a plethora of shows that go beyond just the Bohemian podcast and history of alchemy. Travis, what are we doing these days, buddy? We've moved out of the garage in Prague and have taken on the world. Well, parts, um, but no. Some people said, might be confused because like James Bond villain. When you say that, by the way, <laughs> and we have we have uh, taken over a big piece of Central Europe. With- now, so some people might actually be confused if they're listening to this, thinking, wait a minute, I'm clearly listening to the History of Germany podcast. Why did you just say Alchemy and Bohemian? Or perhaps the Secret Cabinet, or maybe even Africa, a history. Um, and there's others. If you speak German, there's Americana for Euch, which is a show about the U.S., which has some 118 episodes that, that you'll never hear, uh, dear listener, if you don't speak German. Um, so yes, we've been very busy. In fact... I don't know if we'll make some announcement here on our Arabic podcast, but we also have a history of Germany in Arabic, which I was now informed that I'm saying it incorrectly when I try to pronounce Tarich Alemania. Tarich Alemania. Almania. Almania. Ah, I don't, I don't know. But uh, Imad gave me some, some crap for that. Um, but we have a translator who's a Syrian refugee in Cairo translating diligently, translating our show from English to Arabic for, I mean, he pitched the idea to me and it was to, the the audience is Syrian refugees in Germany to kind of figure out where they are and just learn more about the history and culture of the peoples that surround them. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. And so we, we do that now too. I, I mean, it's it's been a long five years. Oh, let me summarize it another way. Because I just, <laughs> I just did the math. 
the last five years, you and me together have put out 430 plus episodes, which means that's an average of an episode every three, three or four days, something like that. It's, it's more than one a week, obviously, if you, if you do the math. Um, so yeah, if that surprises you, please do swing by podcastnick.com and, uh, have another looks around, look, see around of what we do and, and, uh, all that stuff. But, oh yeah, we've been busy. I, you know, since we're talking about numbers, let's drop some numbers on listenership because we've had a, a nice little benchmark number of how many listener listens, uh, our podcasts have, have, uh, uh, been able to be marked at. And what, what number are we at right now, buddy? Um, okay. I don't have the latest, latest, but I know at some point in the last year we hit the 2 million milestone history of Germany reached the 1 million milestone, uh, oh, a while ago. I don't, uh, but yeah, well over a million, it reached that milestone in, in last year, 2017. Um, even so Bohemian is somewhere around, a, a half a million from both hosters. Um, and alchemy has reached the half, like that's really, those are really niche shows. And, and, and we right. thank you so much. A half, like that's something we never thought we were like, Oh, I wonder if we'll ever reach six figures oh yeah we just moved right along uh, after a year one or two and now we're at you know bohemian is at half million uh, alchemy is is somewhere in there maybe even you know closer on like uh, 700,000 or something um alchemy it's it's one that's only six episodes are out there will be we're, we're actually going to record for it sometime this week uh me and a guest but uh, there's you know it's still i i would say um our minimum on a bad month on a bad month we make 50,000 downloads a month is this where we is this where we say that we're looking for sponsors? I just want to point out that we have had sponsors. We do accept sponsorship for sh- for certain, um, and that's been working out. And some some people might not know exactly how that works. Like, how do you get a you know how do we get our ad on um, a podcast? And is it even worth it? And we're glad you asked because oh yeah, for bang for your buck, um, podcasts are one of the underutilized things that you could be doing as far as ad revenue. Um, Every so, you know, history of Germany. Every time we open our mouths and do a history of Germany episode, Judith and myself, we speak to half a stadium. We have twenty five thousand listeners on a, on a good day, but at least you know, I don't know how many subscribers, ten thousand subscribers. But on a good day, it's like twenty five thousand people hear us. So, would you like your message out to a half a stadium or a, a, a smallish stadium of people every episode? Then, yes, you should be advertising with us, of course. I mean, 50,000, yeah, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. If you don't know how to do that, reach out to our hoster, acast.com or Agora Podcast Networks. We, we organize some of the stuff as a network so you can get millions of downloads a month. Um, I don't know if I can promise that, but yeah, definitely like hundreds of thousands of downloads a month if you, um, so it, it, you know, yeah, at, sponsors can choose. I want this and this many downloads period, or I want, I'll pay you this much per download for this much time. Um, you know, or I give you nothing. You, you, you say a code on your podcast and that gives people a discount. And then we give you money based on what, you know, actual turnaround, um, but otherwise, I don't really care about the numbers other than we're trying to we are trying to, like, make this pay for itself. I mean, there's expenses involved. We not just time, but there's actual there's real money. There's thousands of dollars that have gone out now 
um, from from our wallets. And uh, oh yeah, so so I don't care about I don't you know we would do this for three people. We do a free show. And we do this because we love it. We've said this. We were shocked when we had 30 listeners. A couple months ago, I had 30 people in a room while I was on stage. You know, that's just, it's just weird. Um, But yeah, I don't care about numbers. The reason I'm I'm saying all this is uh, advertisers do care about numbers. And we do care about sponsors because we're trying to make this happen. Uh, We both have full-time jobs. Um, So yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking, Pete. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you went there. And the other thing too is, you know, not just that uh, people don't want to advertise for businesses or, or or things that they like to 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 talk about, but uh, but also the folks that just just give us donations uh, to our PayPal accounts, you know, through the, our websites. Um, big thank you to everybody for that that have been able to you know donate what they can here and there, and we're all very well, very happy to take what you can do um, because it does help us out, you know, to be able to run the the podcasts and the domain names and the microphones and the, that's, there's uh, actually the, one the, thing I can say there real quick about donations. We have a Patreon page and it's about to change. If you go there right now, you're going to get a good deal on stickers. So we have like, you sign up, you give us like a dollar a month, but that's another, yeah. You know what? If 10, if 10% of our listeners gave us $1 a month, that would be more than my Silicon Valley salary. And, you know, two of three of us could instantly quit our jobs and just do this full time and probably create 10 times more content, you know, five times more content for sure, conservatively estimating, um, you know, think about it, full time job, you know, if we could just do this full time. Now, the thing is, yeah, only te- if just 10% of you gave us a buck a month, if one, 5% of you gave us $5 a month, we'd be laughing. We wouldn't even know what to do with the money. Honestly, if if a couple of you just pitched in like 10 bucks a month, you know, uh, that's all we need. Now, the thing is is that we do have PayPal set up and there's some tiers and it's about to change and it might not be for the better. So if you want those, if you want a better deal on like really high quality vinyl stickers that we've had a graphic designer, they don't like Pete and I don't make these, uh, there's professionals that make our stuff. Um, and so they're, they're therefore very awesome. Like we got alchemy stuff. We got homunculus in a bottle. We got the golem of Prague. Um, and you just have to see it to, to, you know, uh, see it. What? And yeah, if you sign up right now on Patreon, you actually get stuff for, for donating. Like every six months, I'll look at the list and I'll, I personally will go to the post office and send you guys uh, stickers and all that stuff. Um, and I'll be happy to do it. Oh my good. Like, thank you so much for supporting us. And that's, that's, you know, the best thing. Um, we've mentioned, we, we have a shop too, and, and you could just buy stuff where we make a little margin of profit, tiny. It's all, you know, um, what does help us is if you buy our books, Amazon is really generous with royalties and we actually do see a good, like 70% of that goes to us. Curious check Christmas or the Amazon, the Amazon booklet or the alchemy booklet as it's actually known as. Um, but yeah, we have a shop that you could search for Pete curate. Oh, so Pete is our star curator right now. We got like three people curating stuff for the shop and we have our own collection like our own house brand like it's a shop shop um and yeah you just you know go to podcastnick.com to look for the announcements on on all you know how to support us and all that stuff um the shop's not hard to find it's you know podcastnickshop.com <laughs> but yeah you just i don't, I don't even i don't want to give you spoilers like we have we found some replicas of like old medieval coins from so it's like okay if you're a coin collector and you want like a holy roman empire coin or a coin from like charles the fourth of bohemia like there's nerdy stuff on there it's stuff that pete and i picked out and you yeah. did picked out the nice stuff so there's also nice stuff but there's also like <laughs> like hockey jerseys from czechoslovakia 
Um, you know, so yeah, uh, we're having fun trying to turn this into a business right now. It's not paying for itself. Um, but yes, we do have PayPal and Patreon. If you go to podcastnick.com, bohemican.com, you know, there's, if you want to help us out, of course, you can, if you don't have money, you can still help us out. Um, if, if, if you give us a five star, five star rating and a review on iTunes, enough of those when we get into the charts even just like one or two it really bumps us up um compared to our competitors quote unquote they're all our friends history podcasters but that bumps us up in the charts then people find us without like word of mouth people just browsing like searching for history podcast we they'll find bohemian and history of alchemy and history of germany better we'll we'll rise to the top of those search results that's based off of itunes uh reviews and you know five star ratings and um Boy, I'm really begging for your support right now. I know I'm going through a lot, but if you don't have money, yeah, you could, you know, how bad is iTunes? You just go find the show, click five stars, um, and well, you know, no, write I, a review. I, I think some of the things that we're, we have so many things in the works right now, and we're kind of trying to monetize where we need to, to why put are our we effort. even doing this? Why are we even asking for money? Why should, why should uh, they care? We got uh, huge plans. Uh, we have got a couple big shows that are coming out. We don't want to give you too much information. We want it to be more of a surprise when they do come out. Yeah, you know, one but, but is audio is audio is shot. Video is shot for some of these. Like it's Absolutely. just there. We just need time to edit for some of these. Yeah. Um, and and that, yeah. that that takes us a little bit into um, other options besides the audio versions of what we have, which is our YouTube channel. And uh, we'd love to see have more of you uh, stop by our YouTube channel. A lot of uh, mail that I've received lately has been, you know, you haven't really published Pete since uh, uh, early November of 2017. Um, you know, are, are you guys wrapping up? I'm like, oh, no, no, we're not wrapping up. We're still doing audio shows. But I put a lot of attention in the past three months in our YouTube channel that was kind of just no kind of hanging in there for a while. I think, so okay, we, people that have looked at the YouTube channel before, the Bohemian one, in this case, there's a couple. I think they're all linked to each other. If you go to Podcast Nick YouTube channel, there's a link to the Bohemian YouTube channel and, and vice versa. But if you if you go to the Bohemian YouTube channel, look at the latest video. So I I think that is like television documentary worthy, if I do say so myself. Like maybe, okay, we could have done a second take here or there. But we go to Hoska, which is a very haunted castle, the most haunted castle of Bohemia. It's the castle that we did a show on it. Um, it's it's the castle that's built inside out. So we went back there a couple months ago and shot video there so we could show you. And then we talked around it, did voiceover. And we went to Sedlitz, the Bone Church in Hoska, um, which you might have seen like Google images of. But we went down there with a camera and did stand up there. And if I do say so myself, like... It's television wor- like worthy, like it's good, and it's only a ten minute video, both of them together. Um, each one's like five minutes. You know, we try to keep it snappy. Uh, but yeah, if you even if you have been by the Bohemian YouTube channel, check it out again because we're getting better all the time as as time allows. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So you know, we're, as yeah, as, as time allows, really is is the bottom line. Like we're trying, we got tons of ideas for episodes and and shows for the future and video and all that. Yeah, um, it's how much you allow shows, us to do <laughs> some of the shows on YouTube. We put in, um, this fall going into the winter were, uh, the, uh, battle of Bilahora. Um, I took my son on a flight over yeah, central Bohemia a for a, a flight sightseeing yes. tour. That's yeah. documented. Um, you'll see a little bit of my, uh, my co-working with my daughter on, um, our gene, uh, her genealogy dealing with the Czech Legion, her great grandfather, um, uh, was, uh, actually 
yeah, her great great grandfather rather was her was a Czech legionnaire, an officer, and so yeah. you'll see a video teaser for that. That particularly is the long-awaited audio version that's being worked on yeah, as we we speak. talked about that. I think four years ago. Like as soon as we talked about Bohemic and we were like, oh, wait for the Czech Legion episode. Like we can't wait it's, to tell you we did here. it right. We did our homework yeah. and we, you know, we found photos. Pete's been finding people to interview. Like it's been four years in the making. And yeah, like that's coming, people. Finally. Um, finish line in a few weeks. So uh, those oh my are some goodness. great things. Yeah. And part of it is going to be in Czech. So if you do speak the Czech language, uh, my daughter will be doing a very shorter, a short version of what she found out in Czech. Uh, the English version of the Czech Legionnaires um, called Homeward Bound is the name of the show. Uh, we'll have a, a little bit of back and forth with my daughter about what she's found about her um, particular uh, familiar, familiar uh, history uh, with her great-great-grandfather. Uh, the, let the letters that we found, uh, the... Uh, the family legends that were debunked. <laughs> that oh, was interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and it really made the story come come together, really, in a lot of ways, of, of the horrors of World War One for the Czech legionnaires trying to escape out of a very tenuous situation in Russia right after the, the revolution uh, that knocked them out of World War One. So um, very, very interesting story, and we're going to be giving you that information coming through um, but uh, as Travis, as we were talking about before, we have some great new shows that are coming out that that are new programs, rather, that um, we can only basically say are the tiny acorns that fell from the great oaks of the Bohemian podcast in the history of alchemy. Because without those two foundational shows, the first shows that we put together, there really wouldn't be a podcasting network or any of the various shows that I'm sure you're going to love in 2018. And, and one, you know, another thing, too, I, I want to drop, drop at least a name or two. Uh, we have uh, several what I like to call power listeners that have been with us from the very beginning, starting five years ago. And one uh, is uh, a, great, a great lady, uh, Sylvie B. is her name, from Australia. And she's got uh, uh, Czech blood connections as well. Uh, there was, I think, uh, in her family, they, there were some people that um, uh, left Czechoslovakia um, as refugees and, and settled in, in Australia. And she listens to the show, and I, I've got a chance to, to I am her a few times and ask her what she liked about the program. And uh, you know, she liked having the connection that, um, that was kind of hard to get, get a hold of being on the other side of the planet. So uh, that makes me feel really good. And, and uh, we have a T-shirt coming out to you, by the way, Sylvie. Um, it's on its way um, from our podcasting network headquarters in California i.e. Travis's basement. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it. Yeah, we'll, I'll get shirts out. I got a, I got a couple of people I got to send shirts yeah, to. Yeah, it's coming. Um, and, yeah. and we got you know, people in, in, in uh, North Dakota, for crying out loud, that listen to us. Uh, again, people that have got great... Um, that you know, reminds me. If you if you guys are Czech Americans, I sorry I don't want, I don't want to interrupt. Remember that you know remember that person's name. But if you if you guys are Czech Americans, uh, if if you hang out on the Facebook group. That's called Bohemians in America, all caps, right. I believe. Right. Mention a link to our show now and then because uh, it's like a conflict of interest for us to do it. But every there's a there's posts like, oh, we got this recipe or this, that. And I'm like, oh, we did an episode on Czech food. We did an episode on Czech beer. We did an episode on Czech festivals, on bagpipe festivals of Strakonica, of this and that and all kinds of stuff. But if we post it, it's kind of like spam because it's our own conflict of right. interest. But they would love it. Every time Christmas comes around, I'm like, oh, I wish they knew about the Czech Curious Christmas book because they would just 
just lose their minds. But but I'm just like, no, nah, that's that's too spammy. That's too, um, you know, but honestly, like if you guys are part of that group, geez, help us out. You know, we know that they exist. We love you. And by the way, you're in our feed all the time. Like if you're, if you're somebody from that group is, is listening, like, yes, you know, we we're part of the Bohemians in America group and would love to be more interactive, but we, we don't want to be like the spammy guys that just talk about bohemican.com. Well, um, another another great sort of connection. Um, I was talking um, uh, to one of our listeners, and that's one thing I, I, I really try to do. If you send us a, a message on uh, bohemican.com, um, I really try to do my best to get to every every one of your messages because we really appreciate your listenership. And and one particular person, Amanda from Oxbow, Saskatchewan, one of our great Canadian listeners, she's been listening to the to the program on, on and off, and, and trying to get into the YouTube channel as well and see what we've got. Her connection is is about genealogy. She wants to find out more about the, her people that have come from uh, Bohemia, Moravia, uh, to uh, to the New World, basically to Canada. And so she, I asked her, I was like, what would you like to hear as far as a new show? And she said, do something about how to find out information with Ancestry. You know, that's and a good I, I, So I got similar requests, one just a couple days ago from the Germany podcast. That's actually a pretty good one. This guy was telling me, like, I know we go, you know, I can trace it back to the Knights, uh, the Teutonic Order, like 1200s Prussia kind of thing. Uh, and he's like, where? And I'm like, I don't know. You, do you know where, you know, if you know, it's just kind of like, okay, go, go look up... The, the baptismal records and this and that. But if we, you know, you know, um, I mean, you've done it. So again, if we just kind of documented the steps you've done and kind of give you an example of, of where to go look, um, like, like where you went to Lair and, you know, started researching Coleman's and related families, um, you know, we can kind of backtrack that. And yeah, that, there would be a lot of interest on the, on the history of Germany side as well, looking for your old European ancestors. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, if you get, if you ever start getting into genealogy, and I, I started about twenty years ago as a as yeah. a younger so man, I, I've done that too. It, but I, all my family's so, in Scotland, so it's kind of it's not relevant yeah. to podcasting. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm totally into that. Uh, if you if you live in the Lake uh, Lake uh, Lake Lomond area of Scotland, uh, you probably know a Dow. So yeah, you know, that, that that's that's something that we can definitely do. And you know, and and Travis, you mentioned about alchemy. You know, we've had somewhat of a hiatus on the alchemy show, but. There's always something new coming around about alchemy because uh, there's kind of splinter groups that we, we sort of touch upon, but we really kind of went after the, like the real meat and potatoes of alchemy and alchemical reactions and, and, and basically the, the forerunners to what we know as chemistry today. Um, so what, what are you going to be actually talking about in your next show, Trav, when it comes to alchemy? Yeah, so alchemy, the history of alchemy is not over and people probably have heard that a bunch and people are probably tired of hearing it, but it, it's true. I, I am currently reading books for alchemy still. You guys have to remember that nothing has changed six years ago before I started podcasting. One of my hobbies was reading about the history of alchemy. That's kind of, that's what's going on here, people. Like, that's who I am. Um, so I still read about alchemy and I still put all that stuff on the historyofalchemy.com and I kind of, and I, I'm creating uh, outlines for future shows. Um, a lot of them is from the Jewish Alchemist book by Ralph Patel. So I've kind of broken that up into specific alchemists, and then I'm looking for more. I'm looking for more um, stuff on some of them. Like some of them, he just kind of mentions one aspect of them, or or mentions them in passing. And I'm trying to get more information. And these are alchemists that are not on Wikipedia because they're they're a bit more uh, lesser known, but not like lesser you know lesser important. Like we to show the path from 
you know, Alexandria to Prague and Paris uh, over 1400 years later. We have to mention some of these people. They're critical. So that's coming. And then just like some general ideas around alchemy, maybe more of the methods. I would love to get into some of the, this is some of the things that are happening right now. There's professors out there trying to do alchemical experiments, um, you know, in a lab to see what they were actually talking about and then write that down in just regular modern chemical reaction terms. Um, and I would love to learn more about that and kind of give some examples of that on the show. I have a book on just what some of the alchemical symbols mean, which I've, we have, we've used that as a source before now and then, but I'd like to just read that freaking thing and, you know, kind of give you a summary of, of whole aspects of, of symbology. Um, so woof, yeah, I mean, again, it's just a time factor. There's no end to the ideas. And I would say the next 10 outlines are in some sort of shape either completely ready to record uh just about to okay i want to you know i want to look for one or two more sources and um they're just about there but uh yeah we've just been so busy with everything else uh uh what can i say other than there will be another episode (laughs) the the guaranteed fact is there will be another episode people are finding the show still i go on to other shows and talk alchemy i love to talk alchemy obviously um in Nuremberg, I gave my first lecture at an actual school, at a pharmacy school, to like 17-plus-year-olds in uh, in German. That was the first time I really talked about alchemy in German, and I, I had to look up a couple of things. Well, Trevor, Trev, I'll, I'll tell you, you brought up the, the road trip. We, we've taken this these shows on the road um, and several of the shows uh, on the road in the past uh, year or so. Uh, one in particular, I, I actually flew up to uh, Stockholm, Sweden last year. And uh, went to um, the library there, um, the Stockholm City Library, to uh, look at some of the – what they would call the, the war booty that was taken from Prague in, in the uh, 1600s during the, the last bit of the Thirty Years' War. Yep. And when the Swedes came to invade Prague and, and Bohemia. And the stuff that they took, I actually got to hold in my hand with those special little gloves, by the way um, – Texts that were taken by the Swedish army that uh, belonged to, as they say, uh, some of the, the biggest houses uh, and wealthiest people, um, the Rosenberg family, uh, possibly even books from Prague Castle that might have been in, in uh, Rudolf II's uh, personal mm-hmm. library. I got yep. to hold these books, and, and I asked the curator, who was just amazing to allow me to see some of this stuff, I said, what was the, what was the thing you would have to say was the most important um, stolen artifact? And he says, "Okay, well, first of all, it's not stolen. It was it was acquired. <laughs> it was acquired by by uh, by the Swedish army in, in all rights because they were the victors of the that that moment. You're like it's and legal like, war booty. What? Yeah. Wow. It's still a conversation had in the 21st century. A little by the bit way. defensive there. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a point. I mean, there's there's those those questions are still talked about. Um, but he said the main thing was they needed to get their hands on the indexes." Uh, of these books and the indexes of books that dealt with horticulture. I said, really? Horticulture? You know, we're talking the study of plants. Mm-hmm. And he said, because no one ever did it before. And, um, and so the, the Bohemians had these books that they acquired sometimes out of war booty as well from them. Um, and these, these uh, indexes would be able to be cross-referenced and, and kind of reverse engineer later on. I'm just actually, so those, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm learning about a couple of those things. I mean, we've talked about the Voynich manuscript, which has not even yeah. been deciphered, but there are herbs and stuff in there. Uh, just in a exactly. secret made up language. That's 
might just be gibberish. Like it's just so, yeah, we've talked about that. Um, and, and yeah. And so some of these things, Christina of Sweden, by the way, if you don't yeah. know who she is, you should figure that out quickly. She was amazing. Um, she, uh, she was very much involved in alchemy. And yep. if you go into the, um, the, uh, um, Stockholm castle, uh, the Swedish castle there, you'll see in the armory that they have a special area that they recreated what her study was like that dealt with alchemy. Okay. Olympics oh, in the cool. background. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I just but saw her, her sword in Wittenberg because, yeah, because of yeah. her role in the 30 years war and the Protestant versus Catholic thing. Because remember her dad was a big hero in the 30 years war. She converted to Catholicism, a big Protestant hero. She converted to Catholicism and was into like the mystic, including things like alchemy and, uh, oh yeah. Endlessly fascinating yeah. King. And buried, Christina and buried of Sweden, in Vatican, by the way. By the way. And St. Peter's. Yes. St. Yep. Peter's. Right. So, but, but the thing, thing about that is that her start to this came from a lot of this war booty of, of the, this open society of, of, that allowed alchemy in Prague, that those texts that were stolen or taken kind of helped feed mm-hmm. her, feed that kind of uh, interest that she it's had. Exactly so, the right time period. All yep. All connected. Um, so, that was one trip I think that was great for the Bohemian podcast. Um, for the history of Germany, what was great when you flew here to Czech Republic, Travis, in November, and we drove out to Nuremberg for your presentation. Um, we want to thank all the people that the listeners in Germany that came that drove from for hours to to come see you give your presentation in German uh, to do a, a a live podcast, basically. Um, that was, uh, great. I was running the camera since I basically only understood maybe three, three words in German. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, that was a little bit touching as far as like, like, thanks to, I think some people live in town like Ulrich and, um, but some people came from really far. I don't remember like there's Paul and Theo who, who've, I've read one of his emails before. Um, they sent us a picture. He was wearing the Americana for Oich shirt. Um, you know, like he's, yeah, uh, like there's, yeah, he's some great. of the guys really came from yeah. a couple of hours away, which I thought was very touching. Frankly, I was like, I wouldn't drive that far for me, but Hey, um, and Judith came out for the weekend. In fact, I think now's about the right time to introduce Judith, poor, poor, poor girl. Um, because she came out, we were just, we were going to hang out we we're going to shoot a video, uh, for Germany. And we went on an astronomy tour and all that. Um, but then she just kind of, because she was there and just, uh, like slumming it in a hotel the way we were, I was like, well, let's just hang out and, and, um, well, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's introduce you to it real quick. Let's, get, let's bring her in. And if you've been listening to the history of Germany, you know who she is, right? It's me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank hey. you very much. And, uh, um, <laughs> what, okay. Well, what else? Because in the English speaking world, people probably don't know you that well what was your exactly. favorite Judith in Nuremberg memory Pete um you know good question I would probably say that uh the third time we almost got kicked out of the hotel bar yeah I think I think they all sit around the hotel bar that was the best part to get get to know everybody the old ladies uh, yelling at us for not playing the piano <laughs> there's nothing worse than uh two German old ladies yelling at you I I think that's my that was my new low that was at the at bar. Uh, unfortunately, I'm very, I'm very familiar with that scenario growing up in Munich. What can I, I say? <laughs> Think, oh, there's yeah. an old lady walking towards me. Here we come. Here we go. Here we go. Können Sie nicht ein bisschen leiser? I'm like, I don't even, uh, okay. 
Sorry. I was walking. <laughs> Sorry. I was walking that. too loudly. Anyways. Yeah. No, that, was, that was a good trip. I, you know, this, we, we get to do, you know, very rarely do we get to hang out well, in person. They don't let because... me out in public much, as you can well imagine. <laughs> so it was good. It was a good, I think it was a good trip. We did, you know, we talked about this before, Trav. That was an exhausting trip because we had done so much in Czech Republic before we drove out to Nuremberg. And so that was, I think, 10 days of insanity of uh podcasting and planning and then the the uh stage performance you did and um it was just a lot of stuff it was great though it by the time great. i got to berlin i just collapsed yeah i was just done i didn't even see anybody in berlin i mean i was just <laughs> so stay tuned to history of germany podcast because we have obviously we have a lot more in the works we're trying to keep it bi-weekly like uh twice a month ish kind of thing every two three weeks we'll have an episode out and we're doing pretty good so far we have scripts written and we're ready to roll and you know Udit just adds a whole nother layer of authenticity she's always telling me about some medieval stuff that i didn't know and even fixing my pronunciation and telling me i'm using the wrong word and the wrong dynasty and all that good stuff so the show is a lot try not to The show's a lot better uh, with you there, for sure. And, you know, besides the heirloom episodes that we'll kind of take outside of the chronological episode, like we'll talk about Neuschwanstein, which was built in the 19th century, and we'll talk about Oktoberfest from the 18th century. But the main chronological episodes were kind of marching towards Barbarossa and the Crusades and... Um, the Staufa, Staufa, that dynasty. And, of course, an episode about Yiddish, which Travis is talking about it. I'm really excited about that. I'm trying not to say anything ever. about that. I read a whole, uh, uh, yeah, I read a whole book for it. I have my own experiences with Yiddish and yeah, that's all it's written. It's ready to, ready to roll. That'll be soon. Um, so yeah, stay, stay tuned. And otherwise, uh, because Pete's in Prague and Judith is in, um, she's in Ingolstadt, which is not that far from Prague for us. I mean, relatively speaking, um, and she goes to a lot of events. So, uh, you know, if you do happen to be in Germany and you're part of the co- podcasting community and you're hearing about Judith for the first time, stay tuned, you know, stay, stay in the loop. Uh, we'll both tweet stuff out from Germany at Germany podcast at podcastnik, but uh, you can also follow Judith at meet underscore Judith on Twitter. Yes. And she's not on Facebook much, but, but she's on Twitter. She's on Germans are on Twitter she- a lot. Yeah, she's on Twitter, and you can uh, meet me at uh, the podcamp in Essen. It's like very soon, two weeks. Yeah, Next it's tenth, eleventh week? uh, of yeah. March, and you can uh, meet me, and I hope you too, Travis, at uh, the Podstock. This is um, it's a podcamp. It's or... a bar camp. Yeah for uh, uh, podcasting uh, people and uh, podcast listeners. It takes place in August. It's like in the middle of Germany, in the middle of the woods, surrounded, surrounded by great people. If you do happen to be there, if you're planning your summer vacation around then, it's not that far from like, I don't know, Kassel. Uh, it's uh, Hanover. Yeah. Hanover. Yeah. Hanover. Okay. Yeah. And you did just came back from the preparation. Like they went there yes. and tested, like, can you get there by train? You know, how are the rooms? How's this and that? And uh, there's a bunch of pictures on Twitter over the weekend and all that good stuff. So, and we're all better off for it. She's saving the whole, the whole shebang, the whole company. You did is our hero. So, um, Yay. meet you did. 
But yeah, so that besides, of course, um, Judith didn't really want to come with us for everything in Nuremberg. Um, we did see some things on our own, which was like the um, the, tr- the 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 actual building where they had the Nazi trials um, after the after World War Two, or trials, yeah. the big party. In fact, we just we were basically we we. So, I don't want to. I don't think we should say that. I'm really debating in my head. Should I say we lived in the Nazi Ramada? So there's two Ramada inns in Nuremberg. God, I should probably edit that, but I don't think I'm going to. So the park Ramada is actually like really. It's too close to the old. The biggest. Um, if you look at the old propaganda videos of the Nazi Party, um, those are shot in Nuremberg because they had a. It's one kilometer long, so it's over. You know, it is like part of the old zoo. They they made it into a big parade ground for Nazis to march up and down um, with tanks and everything, and airpo- airplanes flying overhead. There was a stadium where Hitler would give his speeches. The biggest building of Nazi Germany. Period. Pete and I toured as part of that thing, and we walked up the old. It's just surreal, you know, because all the all along everywhere. There's like old black and white photos of like, oh, Hitler was here. Hitler stood there. Here's Himmler, Goering, um, both in the trial. The the courtroom is not at all changed. It is exactly the way that we all know it from documentaries and movies and all that stuff. And it was just kind of like, oh, my God, I'm in this room. Like, you know, you know, every corner of it, you know, it inside and out. And then you walk in, you're like, oh, wow. Yep, I'm here. Oh, shoot. Um well- and, and Travis, let me let me interject for a yeah. second here because I, I want to make sure something is very clear. Because, uh, the, you know, at no point at the at the Nuremberg trial location or at the fairgrounds where they did these big Nazi sort of deals and the museum that was there, which was really overwhelming. Yeah. Did did you ever feel there was any kind of um, glorification of the Third Reich? Oh and, hell as a no! Of fact, the Germans did a, a wonderful. The Nuremberg folks did a wonderful job of making sure that it was uh, very educational of seeing what that type of, of nationalist fascism that was coming through at the time mm-hmm. um, uh, and how, how it happened so fast as an educational tool so it doesn't happen again. Um, they did just an amazing job with it. It doesn't mean that it, it, you felt awesome during the course of the day walking around and seeing this. But it really gave you a historical oh, perspective. Yeah. I was just like, Pete, really? Yeah. Do we have to go back to the I mean it is it just it's a bummer. It's sure. Heavy. It's a bummer. Yeah. But, but of course, you know, yeah, yes. of course we had to see it. Um and it is one job of of showing of showing how this how how it all happened, because I think it was extremely important not only for the German people to see it, but for the rest of the world. Because oh, it, it could have happened anywhere under those right conditions. Yep. It was very insightful. Um, because then I just happened to just laugh. In fact, yeah, I was just on the uh, the Second World War podcast. That's Steve Bedard, not World War II podcast with Ray Harris. Um, and so it kind of came in handy because he was asking me, you know, since World War One, how did they slip back into, you know, how did this happen and what? And um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously not that's not an easy answer. Or could I even do it justice in a one hour interview? Um, but I made that very clear. I was like, okay, well, there's these and these factors. But some of those I kind of, you know, were brought back to mind when we were in Nuremberg. So I was like, oh, yeah, geez. I mean, it was just this this was this whole ambiance of kind of right-wingedness and fear of the future and fear of a lack of economy and fear of foreigners and, um, you know, racist judges that, you know, and all just this combination of, of um, things that allowed it to happen. And... Yeah, that's ooh, that was yeah, really not not fun. The the other thing is, is yeah, of course, like you said, they they made a really good point 
to to show the horrors of World War II and the the bad side of Nazi Germany. And those Nazi sites are just bedecked, to use a Yiddish word, um, but are just bedecked with Holocaust memorials. Like you walk in and you'll see something in Hebrew and a statue, and in the middle there's a you know train rails, you know just symbolically symbol uh, signifying this and that, and a um, yeah, well, just um, people's there. names written down and. Part of the fairgrounds were actually uh, a German uh, uh, prisoner of war camp th- before yep. they were uh, sent out too. So there is those actual actual. Yep. It was right on the tr- uh, yeah. It was right on those railroads. Um, yeah. Logistics but on top of that, mind. though, we, we did take a lot of the World War II experiences when we were there in Nuremberg. But some of the coolest things we did, we had to turn back the clock a couple hundred years before that, um, and we took this great tour of. The things that brought put, or put Nuremberg on the map at the same yes. time that Prague was rising during the Holy Roman Empire that was in Bohemia. Nuremberg was, if you consider it, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, um, then you can consider the 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 uh, the, the bank of uh, what is it, Travis? Uh, the the bank that operates the Iron everything. Bank, the Iron the Bank. Iron bank. Yeah. Uh, That's the Nuremberg. Iron bank yeah, Nuremberg. Okay, a little bit the of sea- Venice, a little bit of free republic, yeah. mer- you know, merchant uh, thing, kind of sticking it to the emperor. Um, Absolutely, free the, the spirit seat of power was, was was in in Rome in some respects, and it was also in in Prague, um, and it's and, and, and bits and pieces in Vienna. But the, what the engine that ran everything, that financed everything, was was Nuremberg. It, yeah, and so it started out being it was, at the crossroads. It was really it was like. You can't get by it if you're going from like Paris to Prague or north south Rome to um, any place, Rome to Berlin, Rome to Stockholm. You go through Nuremberg. Hence, they yeah they sat on something and they well, it was really cool. So uh, we mentioned him a bunch. He's he's like our Mathematicus at, at our Mathematicus on Twitter. Uh, you can just see his website, Tony T H like Tony C dot WordPress dot com. Um, T-H-O-N-Y-C dot WordPress dot com. That's the Renaissance Mathematicus blog. And, um, oh yeah, I see that his, his banner we've, yeah, we've been there now. Um, but he gave us a tour and he's amazing. So he was a source. The reason that many of our listeners probably know him is that we've mentioned him a bunch of times on the history of alchemy. Uh, some of our, some of his blog posts are like directly kind of quoted and sourced in our show. And, Way back when we sent him a T-shirt of the homunculus and you know all that stuff, and uh, he, you know, he he gave he sent us a picture back like you know in Nuremberg in front of the cathedral wearing the shirt and all that stuff and fi- you know he's like if you ever if you ever in Nuremberg we'll give you a tour. That was years ago, and I was like, hey, weird. I'm gonna hey I'm gonna be in Nuremberg. Uh, does that offer still stand? And he was like, yeah, I was just thinking about you. I was just gonna you know see if you're if you're gonna be here in the next couple of years. And uh, so that all kind of worked out, and Udit came along, and our our good friend uh, Jeff and and Eve uh, came along. Friend, uh, singular Jeff and Eve. It's it's a. Uh, That's right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and yeah, and it was just like really really cool. And Tony, so he's he's Welsh, I guess originally, and he gave us a tour in English and all that, and it was just like fascinating. Now, now don't worry, we don't want to give it all away because we'll do an episode about just that, like kind of you know what he told us and. Um, and we'll send you over to his blog and have a link and everything. Um, but just how Nuremberg went from a crossroads city to the emperor granted them these, these rights. So they're not under a lord or a count or a duke. They're right under the emperor. So they're a free city. However, they, the, the nobility of the area or the emperor himself did build a castle there because he didn't need to rule them. And so the, the free folk of the town built a castle right next. So there's a castle on a hill and it's a hill. 
it's a mountain. I mean, Pete and I now know, um, <laughs> but but it's a, on the oh, top of this mountain. Was, call it a mountain. Dude, if you're in a wheelchair, it's a mountain. If you're not in a wheelchair, real, it's a hill. A <laughs> uh, it's a steep hill if you're not in a wheelchair. But it's a, it's a Mount Everest. If you're at the top of Mount Everest in Nuremberg, it is a double. It's like a dual castle. It's kind of like if if the emperor put on another wing or the nobility, then the people would put on another wing of theirs, and they're like, we have a castle too. And there was this just very prideful. Um, it just wasn't very feudalistic at all. Uh, it was free trade and they had a free market and you could come in. And, and so they, they turned to, you know, there's mines in like, um, Western Bohemia. So they'd get a lot of the, they first, they were good at metallurgy. Then they were good at sundials and they were good at, from there it went to like pocket watches. And again, I saw a lot of that stuff like Martin Luther on his pilgrimage to Rome. He went through Nuremberg, you betcha, and also the map he used. They had a little sundial in the map so he could tell where, what longitude he was at. Yep, made in Nuremberg. Um, so that 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 those Nuremberg connections, kind of a light went off. I was like, oh. And then when I was in Wittenberg and I was like, oh, that little tiny pocket watch that looks amazing with the little saint carved in, that came from Nuremberg, didn't it? Yes, it did. How'd you know that? Um, because... Yeah, Nuremberg is just like that. It was a central hub of like anything timekeeping and then hence calendars. And then um, so also astronomy, of course, because of that. And uh, so then also astrology. And, you know, Kepler were, went through Nuremberg. Tycho Brahe, everybody we mentioned that went through yeah. Prague. Well, they I'm took through. the road from Nuremberg, you know. So uh, there's another side of all of their stories, which is the Nuremberg part. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, again, if, if he listens... Big shout out and thanks to Tony Christie and go check out thonyc.wordpress.com, tonyc.wordpress.com. And um, and he's just like brilliant as far as like picking apart kind of what we pride ourselves on to like make these really complicated um, history of science, history of maths, history of medicines. Things seem simple. Like, and we do oversimplify. I know that. Um, And Tony doesn't oversimplify as much, but he just, he's just brilliant at like breaking things apart and um, correcting, you know, the BBC or whatever on, on, on minor points or major points. And uh, no, Tony's just great. So and now I can confirm he's a deadhead in person. He is also great. Um, <laughs> so he gave gave a great, f- just riveting tour of Nuremberg. And then uh, we ate at the Market Square, and you know he pointed out what to you know they're they're a big gingerbread town, spice bread, whatever. Um, that's another yeah. So they have all these little local delicacies, of course, dude. Middle Franconia beer, beer. So we had a lot of good beer that weekend. Um, yeah, I gave my live show about. Johnny Carson. And that was like the next day. I was like, Tony, we got to run because now we got to go meet or we got to go film another thing with you did. And, you know, yesterday was the alchemy thing. Tomorrow I'm going to be on stage and talk about Don Rickles and Johnny Carson. And that was totally weird. Um, and I had a video on everything and then, you know, and then goodbye, Pete. And I headed off to Berlin and Wittenberg. And, um, if you haven't heard the 500 anniversary of Martin Luther's 95 thesis i went up and you know got a private tour and all that stuff um by the creator of the secret cabinet no less it was was just a fantastic trip um but as far as yeah you 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 (laughs) said farewell and headed back to prague after the the nuremberg nuremberg leg i I did i I was pretty beat um but you know i I think that leads us into uh one thing that I, i i think i feel free to talk about this now trav about the show that we're we're putting together now that's near and dear to my heart which is wheelchair accessibility. When you're traveling, there's that kind of that nervousness that you have if you're disabled, traveling overseas especially for the first time. 
I like to take that that veil of concern off. And the podcast that that I'm producing now that will have some kind of uh, um, uh, connection to history in the sense of historical locations or cultural areas is called Past Access. And the the idea of the show is something that's been close to me for many, many years, is to how can I give listeners and people especially that have disabilities, it's not just for those folks, but but even those the folks that they care about people with disabilities, what can I do to help them see the world the, the way I see it now as a much a much more uh, um, amazing place and, and a smaller feel to it? Because uh, once you travel, it opens your eyes to so many things, not only what you see and the, play, and the people that you meet, but more, more so about who you are and what your abilities can be. So the show is going to be uh, an amazing sort of wait for you to travel with me to some of the greatest cities in Europe and around the world. And um, I've already been doing this for the past year or so. When people ask me, well, you know, are, how are you doing the podcast, the Bohemian podcast and working and, and being a dad? And I'm like, yeah, I'm also traveling. <laughs> so, so when I go to Stockholm, when I go to Amsterdam, uh, Paris is coming up. Uh, um, when I go back to the United States and, and t- tour some of the historical locations there, I take a microphone with me interview taxi drivers, interview uh, museum docents, uh, uh, you name it. I, I talk to people on the street. Uh, when I was in Rome last year, I would go to the Colosseum, and I found the best way for a wheelchair to get in. So you don't have to figure that your, yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, if, if you don't have a disability, the show should be a great show for you in the sense that it's going to have a lot of historical anecdotes and information about what we're seeing. As a matter of fact, we even have another reporter that's a, a paraplegic that is uh, right now in Morocco. Uh, that if you can't imagine being in a wheelchair and going to Morocco, she's there right now reporting for us. So when this show does debut, we're going to have a bunch of, of, of cities and battlefields and other cultural um, locations mentioned uh, that I think that you'll be very entertained. And hopefully those of you that have disabilities like me will be inspired to follow in my wheel steps. <laughs> I can't say footsteps. Wheel steps. <laughs> my wheel tracks. My wheel tracks. <laughs> um, wheel steps? Yeah. Is it, yeah, this is, so I, I am, out of all the things in the pipeline, this is the thing I'm most excited about uh, by a mile. Like past access will be amazing. And I'll tell you guys, um, what what Pete didn't just say is, well, why why even Pete? And, and, I know we don't we don't bring this up all the time or we haven't really, you know, it doesn't come up all the time on the podcast, but but yeah, Pete's in a wheelchair and he's been in a wheelchair since he was 11 or so. Um and and still it's like, okay, well that's great, you know, I've been in wheelchair for my whole life. And well, you know, the thing is is that Pete's also he didn't just stay at home. He was in the US like Paralympics team. He's like and I, just just in your fencing days, okay? How many countries did you, 30, 40? Um, that's not even, that's a rhetorical question. doesn't matter. But he's been to, from like Beijing to Charles de Gaulle, you probably know inside and out. Like if there is somebody to ask about the Charles de Gaulle airport in Paris, it's probably Pete and how they've changed throughout the years, you know, from the, from when the nineties and, and, and aughts to, to how they are now. And um, Pete's, Pete's your guy. And now he's been living overseas for many years and really knows on a daily basis, the differences. Yeah, cool. You commute every day, you know, with a car. Well, <laughs> welcome to the tram system. And you know, where your whole life just makes no sense, uh, the way you do things. And you you know, there's a little bit of an adaption and all that. So it's not just travel, but it's also day to day stuff. And, and there's, I, 
you know, maybe Pete's a little too humble to kind of say this, but I don't, I just don't think there's that many people out there that do have the insight, uh, the way he does as far as, um, getting out of your comfort zone and just like dealing with crap, being pulled out by firemen at these reenactments. And, um, probably honestly, dude, I'm going to say it doing things you shouldn't do in a wheelchair. Um, (laughs) and, and, and so it's not like, you know, so you're just going to, you're just going to get somebody that's like takes a couple of risks and probably does some stupid things like, Oh, well I got out here by train, but ah, well now I'm in the middle of a field 30 miles from 30 kilometers from Lair or by bus, you know, and I don't see anybody that's, you know, it's going to be those things too. (laughs) Yeah. And so you won't avoid those mistakes. We'll tell you who to call. Um, I think, I I just think like, um, this is, I think you're almost underestimating what this show is and will be and could be because I just think it's so like for me out of all the things we've done, it's like I would definitely be interested in in, in hearing a little bit more about that and kind of being more aware of like what uh, and you know go ahead and shame some cities if you're just like dude I can't even <laughs> I can't I can't even get off the sidewalk in in uh, uh, Cash. you know we can tell um, you know your, your friend that you know yeah just shame a city if they're just not accessible. Um, but I think it's really encouraging to know that this is Americans don't travel and whether disabled or not, Americans are not among the travelers of the world at all. Uh, it's a very low percentage of Americans that have a passport and it's just kind of to, to see us do it. And, and I'm borderline, like, I'm surprised I'm not homeless or in jail or I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't want to say board, like I'm borderline functioning in society. Okay. And I've been to like Moldova, like I've been, I should be in a Soviet prison right now in a Transnistrian, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing here in Santa Clara. It's just crazy. Um, so the fact that we've done some things and, um, you know, Pete's survived without speaking, you know, just like with his, his 10 words of Czech and surviving in Germany and, and hand gestures and everything, um, you know, it's just kind of like, I think that's pretty encouraging. Like, what if you can walk upstairs and you're not worried about that? Well, you know, if, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, if I can, if I can get to the Ukraine, you can for sure. And if, and if Pete can, can do some, you know, can find a hotel, uh, you know, in a downtown area and, and on a budget, it's, you know, Pete's coming from a check salary. It's not like he's, you know, just, Oh yeah. Why don't you carry me up to the, uh, Rhett's penthouse? No, it's, you know, it's how can we do things reasonably and affordably and realistically? And, you know, what kind of things can you do? And maybe you can't do anything. Maybe you can't do everything, everything, but what can you do? So it's not a waste of money if you go to Florence and, um, and that's the thing. I want to make sure that, that you can maximize your time. Yeah. You're going to hit some dead ends, but that means your listeners and your viewers won't. And I just think there's value there. I just like, wow, now we're actually creating a service. History of Alchemy is like, huh, that's neat. I I love history, but that's a nerdy thing. Uh, This is more like, no, this is cool. Like, this is like travel, the travel channel will be stupid to not give us a call. You know, it's like, this is, this is a, just an awesome idea. And there's just nobody that, you know, that could do it better. Um, and we already along those lines, like we're already we're already making some connections in in Germany and Europe, and you know trying to see there's there there are like Germans are are kind of into it as far as um, there's apps out there for 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 there's something called Wheel Maps, and um, there's you know the the Turingian uh, travel travel bureau is trying to create information out there for accessible traveling like tourism in Tur- Turingia, um, which is in kind of like East Central Germany. I'm I, I always get hate mail when I say where something is. 
it's in Germany. Um, but but yeah, so we're making some connections there. So we'll, we'll hopefully really get the inside scoop. And Pete does an amazing job of, I can't emphasize that enough either, of just like shoving a microphone in somebody's face and asking I, I a really, question. I, yeah, that's the best part. Like, I don't have that much gumption. And it's like, are you going to tell a guy in a wheelchair no? No, like everybody gives Pete the time of day. And, you know, and when we were at the courthouse, we were like, you know, what, where, do, where are you guys coming from? And, you know, what, you know, what did you think? And, you know, they really wanted to know how us as Americans feel about, you know, the, this Nazi thing in Nuremberg. And it was just like, yeah, like, I think um, we're going to get an amazing insight into all kinds of uh, aspects of the cities that Pete, Pete goes to. So yeah, one, stay one tuned for that. And that, I think that's probably the yeah. next show to launch. So, yeah. I, I, that's the next one that's going to come out probably. I think um, one little sneak peek uh, was when I was in Amsterdam um, that you're, you're going to get a, a tour route that's going to be pretty exhausting, but you can do it in one or two days. Uh, I did it in one day, um, but I was really hoofing it. You'll hear the bikes go by me and ring their bells because I'm almost oh, killed yeah. by a bike. Uh, you'll, yeah. um, I'll, I've actually interviewed Vincent van Gogh you know, at his museum. Of course, we know he's dead. <laughs> so I, I found a guy that uh, I gave a script to and we talked to him. Nice. I brought yeah. resurrected Vincent van Gogh. And, and, and then I'll take you on the only uh, accessible canal tour uh, boat that uh, is, is there in Amsterdam. And uh, uh, of course, the, Pete, Pete was music. taking notes of which coffee shops are accessible and which not. <laughs> I kind of be... missed those on this trip. I needed to be, I needed to be uh, clear, clear-minded. What do you mean you don't sell <sighs> coffee? That you know, you just you just disappointed like ninety five percent. You're like, and in Amsterdam, I'll tell you, and they're all waiting for it. And then, no, sorry, I don't, I don't do that. And you just like, you're like, well, you just disappointed I, so many people. I, I, I was really upset about not finding a real a real real coffee shop. I needed coffee. You're like, this is not a coffee shop, you guys. I'm, I'm, drink, I'm drinking your um, tea, and I'm just making I'm just making me more sleepy. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what not to do in the red light district, you know, so oh, those boy. are things that you need to know <laughs> on a Tuesday, but, uh, th- those are kind of the things that you're going to see on the show. Um, when we do battlefield tours of world war one, like an, I went to Passchendaele, uh, we'll talk about the horrificness of those battles. Well, uh, Gettysburg mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania, you know, Manassas in Virginia during the civil war. I I've been in many, many places with this show on my mind for the past several years and now it's time to release it to the world. So hopefully you guys will like past access as much as the history of alchemy, as much as the history of Germany, as much as uh, Bohemian podcast. And, and you'll give us uh, your listen. You know, that, that would be what we would really like. So good things happening, Trav. Good things happening. I think uh, people are overwhelmed right now because I know I am uh, just generally with life. But um, I would say, yeah, just the, the main takeaway is just now and then swing by podcastnick.com and we'll just, you know, we'll keep everything linked and I'm, we'll try to do a little better. Um, maybe now is the right time to say that, um, I think that the next level, the next step for our listener interaction and like, there's just so many benefits to doing this and we're writing all the time. We write outlines, we write scripts and then, and then, you know, we try to keep a blog going now and then we try to, um, on Americana, every 10th episode, I was just saying like what I'm doing, like giving an update. Cause I live in the States. And so for Germans, there was a German show for Germans like, well, it might be kind of interesting. Um, you know, Silicon Valley in December. I don't know. Uh, so I was just, like, oh, I saw some redwoods, I saw some big trees, I saw some, you know, we went to Yosemite, whatever, saw the beach, 
Um, but just basically making Germans angry now that I think about it uh, of jealousy. But they actually really loved that. That was like my highest downloaded shows for Americana, which at first I was kind of insulted. But then it was like, actually, that's kind of neat because they want they want to hear about me more than my topics. Like, OK, that's 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 cute. That's touching. Um, but I thought, yeah, actually, we do do so much for those fans that kind of reach across one show or don't you know keep up to date with the podcasts we definitely want to create a newsletter and and we're going to start putting up forms everywhere like annoy you with forms of like sign up for our newsletter kind of thing and i don't even have the email address yet um but we definitely want to like let you know on a non-spam basis we're not going to just spam you with stuff but um, it's, it'll be a blog article about what we're doing. It'll be stuff. It'll be ex- exclusive content. Sometimes like certain articles that don't make it into shows. And, um, we'll have guest articles by other podcasters and this and that. Like we have a whole list of, again, hundreds of ideas of articles we want to put into this newsletter. And so we'd ask you, um, cause I don't have that all set up yet, but we're at the cusp. And, uh, so we'd ask you to swing by podcastnick.com. Sign up for the newsletter if you want to hear from Pete and myself. And it really will be. We're not hiring ghostwriters. It's it's us writing it. It's Pete, myself, uh, Udit, and you know we'll sign the article at the bottom, and we'll let you know. We want to hear from Im- Imad. So this is a way for Imad to like write. You know, interviewing him is tough. English is not his native language, and he doesn't have that much experience. His English is great, but it's you know he's a little nervous on camera. But yeah, we'll you know help him edit up a good article, and we can have you know news from Cairo coming our way, news from Bavaria. Area, news from Prague, news from Silicon Valley, um, and you know what we're doing. You know how do we deal with all the like? I give I, I gave three interviews this week, so how do I record? You know how do I, and I had to prepare for those? So how did I like? I'm I'm recording four episodes this week. Like that's to kind of give you guys an idea of how busy we are. Um, and you and if that and if that's shocking to you, well then sign up to the newsletter so you know what's going on. If you're just like looking at us like, hey, there hasn't been a Bohemian in four months, and there hasn't been an Alchemy in like ten months. I'm telling you, we we produce an episode every three to four days on average. So <laughs> sign up for the newsletter. Take another look at podcastlink.com. Um, keep in touch. You know, we got we got Facebook groups. Um, we're on Twitter all over the place at Travis J. Dow, at Bohemican, at meet underscore Udit, uh, like we said before, um, at Alchemy Podcast, at Germany Podcast, at Podcastnik will be you get all the news too. We'll definitely um, we we retweet, we retweet everything from everywhere. So if you do care about us as a brand, if you care about like what are Pete and Travis up to these days, how is their company doing? Yes, we founded a company. Yes, it's struggling mightily. Yes, it might not exist in two years if if you guys don't help out. Um, but you know you know if you guys do care about uh, like what we're doing and what what's coming down the pipeline, um, then you know hey we care about you. We do all this for you for free. Come on. Come on, man. That's a guilt, that's a guilt run right there. <laughs> we, we love you, man. Why don't you – why is my inbox so empty? And we, and we do need to, to drop one more a bit of item here too that – The embroidered uh, Bohemian hat? I know. It's so cool. It's only like 20 bucks too. It's maybe 25. Maybe 25. An embroidered awesome, golem hat? I can't awesome even – I. oh, I'm sorry. Was that not what you were going to – oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, going for but yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I no, like the no, goblet with just, the wolf on it. We we do want to mention that we're part of the Agora Podcast Network as well. So um, if you were able to uh, to take a listen to Agora, uh, a lot of great shows there that a lot of uh, our podcast buddies are putting wonderful uh, um, uh, content out there for for you to listen to. Not just our shows, but 
uh, plenty of other ones too. So we do want to mention Agora uh, because uh, they uh, were part of the Agora family and um, you, you do yourself a disservice not to listen to them. We get a lot of feedback from you all and we want to have that continue uh, and uh, we want to keep producing the stuff that you like to listen to and we like to talk about. So hopefully you'll be with us when our new endeavors that we have coming out, like we talked about. Uh, Travis has got a boatload of shows. I've got a couple coming out, too. We'll continue with History of Alchemy. We'll continue with uh, the Bohemian Podcast. Five more and my years. Chuck Five Public. more years. Yeah, so all this is going great. And, and uh, we again, we just want to thank you. So for Travis Dow in Santa Clara, California, I'm Pete Coleman from Prague saying good night. Take care. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.